What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hooplex, where we talk about basketball and wrestling, unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. My name is Jonathan Brown. I'm Damon Creighton. I'm Jalen Horn. And we got to start this episode off right, y'all, real talk. It's been two weeks. We're back. The gang's all together. But we... I'm about to spaz real quick, y'all. So, as y'all know, three out of the four of us on this podcast are from the city of Detroit. And in case y'all didn't watch the draft lottery, make a long story short, the number one pick is going to the Detroit Pistons. I told y'all, favorite K from the beginning, but y'all was like, oh, no, but it's the Pistons. The Pistons are ass. And y'all didn't watch a f- one game all season. Let me tell y'all right now, I'm teeing off this season. If I hear any Detroit slander, I don't care if – Actually, like, don't just – if you ain't watched at least five games, I don't want to – I'm real life smacking the shit out of anybody who badmouths the team, who badmouths the city. I'm me, We have been waiting for this for far too long. We have sat here and just listened to y'all, bash the team, bash the whole city. You ain't ever been to the city. You ain't ever watched the game. We're fed up. We're tired. We got this pick that we finally deserve after all these years of being poverty being a poverty franchise. And we got we we got a we got a generational talent coming in. So I'm just saying right now the 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 Detroit slander is over. It's over. But Jalen, what are your what are your thoughts on the Pistons getting this number one pick? Hey bro, all all y'all out of state people, I've been talking about it. You know, you know, we coming, bro. I'm about to get real good on this episode. Big, big, big Pearson Ave. Big 7-2. Yeah, that's where I'm from. K going to be in a block with me in like three months. Shoot, I, I ain't going to lie to you. We can, we can get the other dude, too, if you want to. I don't care which one we get. We can get him or Jalen. But he dating uh, Diddy, son, ex. So I don't want that drama here. But, no, nah, man, I don't I don't even want to talk too much about it. I, I'm telling y'all, we going to the playoffs next year. Mark my words. I don't care if it's the seventh seed, the eighth seed, whatever. We're going to the playoffs next year, man. I'm trying to tell y'all. I, hey, I will be almost every home game next year if I can. I promise you. And when we make the playoffs, all y'all haters and all y'all talking junk, especially all you out of state people. I don't know what 209, you know, I'm coming. You, you too. <laughs> you too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know your name. I still don't know your name. But 209 in the, in the chat. You're going to see me in like six months. Go Pistons. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Damon, what you think? How, how do you feel? How do you, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. The Pistons are the ones that got the number one pick. Um, I'm a little salty. Okay, she fell out the top five. But, I mean, Detroit got the one, so... I mean, I guess it's worth it, but I'm y'all probably know better than me. But does Detroit have cap space? Like, do they have cap space to pick anybody up in the offseason? Uh, I honestly don't know. I mean, we probably should since we got rid of Blake. But to be honest with you, we don't really need that much. Like, if we keep the majority of the roster we had, mm-hmm. and we pick okay, we should be we should be fine. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. I was like, if they probably pick up like maybe one or two like role players or something, like I feel like that'd be a real solid team. 
Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how um, how they all come together. That's for sure. That's for sure a play in team minimum. Um, so I'm excited for that. All I know is, bro, they got to give Kate a pair of buffies when he when he go when when he walk, bro. When he go shake Adam Silver hand, they got to hear him hand him a pair of buffies, bro. Real talk. I'm 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 ready, man. It's been too long. I'm I'm popping. I'm teed off all season. I'm activating hey, now. You you gonna ask John what he think? I don't even think his I team was got a draft pick. Oh, so John, what, what's what's up? <laughs> what's up with this? Uh, first, let me see what your thoughts on K to the Pistons, and then your thoughts on the Wizards and the lottery. Oh wait, wait. Before you go, Damon. I told you that OKC was not getting Cade. I'm sorry. Like, I'm actually, I'm not even going to apologize to you, bro. Because you're from the city. So I'm more disappointed in you than the fact that you wanted OKC to get something, man. I'm disappointed. Hey, bro. But, <laughs> hey, bro. Chill on me, dog. Cade, we're going to be, we gonna be right. We're going to be right there with you, man. Oh, my God. Bro, Cade was not about to play with Lou Dort and SGA. I'm sorry. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> But uh, John, what what are your thoughts? What do you what do you think about K coming to the city of Detroit, and what about the Wizards? Um, what I think about K Cunningham uh, potentially going to be the number one draft pick to the Detroit Pistons, I actually like it. I actually don't hate it. Um, I think that's good for the city of Detroit and for the Detroit Pistons organization. Um, this is something that they desperate desperately needed. Uh, especially after a very disappointing year um, with Blake Griffin definitely not having the energy and the passion to be with the organization and also trading away Derrick Rose because um, they couldn't afford him and they wanted space in a uh, cap space. So I um, so I totally happy for Detroit. Uh, I can't wait to see their progression from last in the league to potentially uh, uh, make it into the play-in tournament. So I can't wait to see the progress of it. I'm excited to see Kay Cunningham uh, on his rookie campaign try to be rookie of the year. So I, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for Kay Cunningham. I'm excited for all the Detroit Pistons fans. Uh, y'all are y'all are diehard fans of that organization. So I respect that a lot. Um, the Wizards, um, we weren't in the lottery. We weren't in the lottery. But uh, I do believe we have a draft pick uh, later on in the draft. Um, I, I forgot which pick we have, but it's not a lottery pick. So we weren't in, in the draft. So uh, I hope we could get like a decent, like uh, a decent defensive pickup in the draft because defense, we've been struggling with defense for years. So whoever is the new head coach for the Wizards, I hope he can collaborate with general manager Tommy Shepard. Uh, Collaborate very well. Hey, we need we need defense. We need uh, we need big men. We need big men that can be strong on the boards, so we can help out Daniel Gafford, uh, Robin Lopez, and Alex Lynn. We need that help. Yeah, we got good guards and uh, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, but we need help with the bigs and we need help with defense too. All right. Um. Before we move on to our next topic, I got one more thing that I want to say. I want to address this specifically to the people who just, who really just, everything Detroit or Pistons related, you always got something to say. Y'all know who y'all are. 
everybody wanted K Cunningham. Everybody wanted the first pick. Everybody did. But as soon as it's announced that the Pistons get the number one pick, you fake bitches want to go on the internet and say, well, I think K Cunningham's going to be a bust. What? Y'all need help. Y'all need help. And don't, y'all don't, y'all better hope y'all don't see me, bro. Cause I'm running phase now. And then y'all said, oh, well, Cade doesn't want to go to Detroit. There's literally videos of him and his family excited about being, being able to come to the city of Detroit. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. The slander is no longer tolerated. I'm, we, we all activated now. It's over. It's over. They may, they, they ain't winning no championship, but best believe the Detroit Pistons, they were excited last year, even as a tanking team. It's really about to be on now. So just know that if you talk shit, we, we biting back for real. And you're not going to like it at all. But speaking of the playoffs, since we didn't really get to talk to, we didn't get an episode last week, let's do a little bit of a playoff recap. Um, First things first, unfortunately... The Brooklyn Nets did not make the Eastern Conference Finals, and um, they were not supposed to lose to Milwaukee. Like they were supposed to lose to Milwaukee, but they weren't. You know, with every like all the Bucks fans celebrating, like they were supposed to beat a team that only had KD, Joe Harris, and James Harden on a bum thigh. They were supposed to beat them. So for y'all to be super happy about beating them, you can be happy about going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Hey, that's an accomplishment. But y'all beat KD by himself, basically, because Joe Harris was non-existent. Blake Griffin, I mean, he played well, but, you know, now that, now that the Bucks have beat them, I can continue my hatred for Blake Griffin. Um, there was no Kyrie. Harden, um... While he was injured, I do have to say this. Um, I'm not really cutting Harden too much slack because, again, he was injured, so I understand. However, he took some real boneheaded shots and did a whole bunch of stupid things in the games that he did play in the in the uh, Milwaukee series. So while, yes, okay, well, Harden takes shots like that all the time, and if he's injured, he makes them. But if you know you're not going to be able to make them because you're injured, don't take the shots. So I can't really. I don't know, man. All I know is, bro, KD. Good work, brother. You, 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 you are the greatest player in the NBA right now. The Steph, Steph is Steph is like right. Nah, he's like right there. But you number one, sir. The only issue I had with KD is that there was a report that came out. I don't. Well, I think what one report? I, I think it was an interview from a couple years ago, and they were sent. And KD basically said that he wears a size one size up on his shoes, which means that if KD's shoes were one size smaller, that would have been the end of the series. So I I just that that hurts my heart, but John. First, first things first, man. What what do you think about the Bucks in the conference finals? Tell you the truth, I actually like the Bucks being in the conference finals. Um, I'm a big Giannis fan. I'm rooting for him to actually get a ring. 
Um, I don't think he may win it if Phoenix gets in the finals. But I want him to have a finals appearance, uh, go go off in there whether he wins or lose. So I'm excited for uh, the Bucks making the Eastern Conference Finals and redeem themselves from 2019 when they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to, uh, to Toronto when they had the 2-0 lead. So I really want Giannis to redeem himself and show that, hey, I'm a superstar. I earned two MVPs back-to-back plus a defensive player of the year with that. I need to show my name. I need to prove who I am. So I need to make the Eastern Conference Finals and actually win in that so I can make the finals. So I'm happy for Giannis. I'm happy for Milwaukee because they had some struggles in the early 2010s and the 2000s. So I'm happy for them. And um, that was a good, that was a great game seven. That was a classic. That was, that was the best game seven since 2016 finals against Cleveland and Golden State. That was a great game back and forth. Um, I thought Brooklyn was going to um, just win it easily, but apparently the game wasn't easy for them. Uh, James Harden, I believe, like did hold the team back. I understand he was hurt, but when you hurt and it's your hamstring, and they say like, "Oh, you gotta, um, you gotta set up for like that certain amount of time. You have to set up for, for that certain amount of time." I understand it's playoffs and you want a ring, but but you got KD on your team, bro. KD is gonna he's gonna do his thing, all right. And I understand Kyrie's hurt too, but when you, you're not when you're playing on a hurt hamstring, that excuse is gone. You have to show up and show out for your team. And the fact that he went out there and wasn't shooting well, it was hurting the team and hurting himself. And and it held the team back. That's why they didn't win game seven. I think James Harden went like like, like five for 20 from the field in game seven, but had like 20 points because he earned it at the free throw line. So that, that Those missed shots that he had, hurt the team so I I thought Brooklyn was gonna win but but Milwaukee pulled it out and KD Kevin Durant this is really his face turn he became a heel when he joined Golden State and then when he hit that that shot the force overtime he became a face everybody loved him again and I think the reason why everybody loved him again because people hate Giannis People hate Giannis, and I don't understand why people hate Giannis. Giannis is a very nice guy. He's very gullible, silly, and he's really a kid. He's really a kid. He's really a man that's still a kid that's grown up. So I like Giannis. I don't know why people hate him, but KD hitting that shot, it was really a face turn for him. And I understand he airballed, but we airball all the time, so – yeah. It's all good. Yeah, KD is one of the few players I'll actually cut slack for airballing once in a while. But Jalen, I want to pose this question to you. Um, well, the, well it's two part question. First, what would Brooklyn have should have what should have Brooklyn done to win that series without Kyrie and Harden? And what do you think about this Bucks Hawks conference finals matchup? Hey, bro, Steve Nash can't fucking coach. We 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 gonna do this year right now. I'm fuck fuck the Bucks. 
Fuck the Bucks. I'm you, you. I'm I'm pissed. Kev, Kevin Durant couldn't do crap. Like Joe Harris didn't want to shoot the ball, and when he did, he clanked it. James Harden just sat out. Honestly, I didn't think he should have played at all. He wasn't doing crap. I don't blame Kyrie Irving because you know he was hurt, but I just think they could have. It's Steve Nash can't coach, and the dude next to him ain't no better. Mike D'Antoni ain't done shit in like 15 fucking years. So they were just used to Kevin Durant doing everything. And nobody else ever got hot except for like Jeff Green, I think, for like one game. They had like 28 or something like that. But, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just really I, – I, I hate the Bucks. The Bucks should not have won that series. I don't care under any circumstances, whatever, whatsoever. Um, Steve Nash not knowing how to coach when his stars are out so a lot in that series because uh, Kevin Durant was literally like playing with like 1% of life left in every game, you know. Uh, you know, so I, I mean, I blame Steve. I do blame Kevin Durant, though, for that last shot. I'm not going to lie to you. Kevin Durant got the ball. And instead of just shooting it, he went to that same move. Like, I, you don't have any legs for that, Kevin. You you, you said you said you should have just shot the ball over his head. Me and him are the same height, Daniel. Me and Joe Holliday are the same height. He ain't that tall. He's tall, but he's not. So you could just shot it, but you know, I'm not mad at Kevin. I'm more so mad at my my fan dual payout that never happened. But, you know, da- Damon knows. I was like one tweet from quitting my job, bro. Like for real, for real. But uh about the Bucks and the Hawks. I, can I how how uncensored can I get on here? Can I say the N word? Or are we not doing that? Sure, go for it. Man, that nigga Giannis suck, bro. So I'm sorry, John. That that nigga's garbage. I he 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 no, that he is garbage, dude. Like uh, he's not likable in no sense of that shape or form. Like he, I get it. He's a kid, though. I do get that. He's joking, but like, whenever he like plays, man, I just don't like that guy because he doesn't do anything unless unless he's going downhill, bro. Like, I I truly pray that the Hawks win with all my heart, but I doubt it's gonna happen. I, I doubt they have a chance to beat them, but it doesn't matter. Suns and four, Suns and five, but if the Hawks win, hey. If the, if the Hawks win, I'll say Trey Young is the best under 25 player in the league on Twitter. If they if they beat the Bucks and make it to the finals, better than Luka and all of them. I, I will I'll say it on Twitter. All right. Um before we move on to the the other side of the playoffs where things are really going to get a little heated. Damon, I want to ask you this. Um in regards to the Hawks, one, do you think that the Hawks actually have a good chance of beating the Bucks? And do you think that Trey Young is starting to get into the conversation of top ten? Top ten of like top ten of what? Overall. Oh, okay. Um, so first, um <laughs> after yesterday's game, bro, I don't know. <laughs> but um I think they still could win this series. This is a very interesting series because the dynamics of these two teams are vastly different. Um, 
I think the Hawks could still I think the Hawks could still potentially win this game, but they gotta slow down Giannis because Giannis is a very dangerous dude when he get going. Um because I kind of I agree with I agree more so with, with John. Um he he's like he's very he's he seems like the nicest dude and he I feel like he's just goofing around but when it's time to start getting to it like he does not disappoint and I think that getting to the finals here would be um whether he wins or not in the finals this would be good validation that his game is growing um but if the Hawks make the finals I'm, I I mm, I feel like it'd be maybe just outside, just on the end top. I just I don't know. I feel like for me it's still too early to put him that high up. But yeah, I think it's a little early put to put him there right now. So you're saying like if they do make the finals, he that he he wouldn't be there, but he'd be in a conversation. I don't Jesus. Um I don't honestly, bro. I don't think so. Uh I'm like rescinding all that. I don't think so, bro. Not yet. Yeah, I've heard I've heard people bring it up, but I just wanted to see like if people I knew actually had that that same thought. Because personally, I don't. But I mean, he's definitely top five young guys, like definitely. But I don't know if he top ten all time. I mean, not all time. Uh, currently, um, like if he did make the finals, I don't know necessarily if it's conversation. I know, like, if if they do make it, I'll put them, like, maybe maybe top 15. But I don't, I'm not sure about top 10 yet. But now let's move on to the um, the Western Conference. Um, Utah Jazz. I never liked you guys anyway, but I hate the Clippers even more. What y'all did in the second round was absolutely – Terrible. I first of all, the Clippers shouldn't even beat Dallas, but we all know that's because Porzingis is weak as hell. The second series against the Jazz. Okay, Spider came out and he was hooping. Jordan Clarkson, he was playing a little inconsistent. Joe Ingles, I don't know what the fuck you was doing, but you was ass. Uh Bogdanovich was hooping. Shouldn't have been this game seven, but we get to game seven. The Utah Jazz have like a 26-point lead. And in the third quarter, they lost this 26-point lead. Not to Paul George. Not to Nick Batum. Y'all let Terrence Mann drop 20 points in the third quarter for him to have 39 overall, borderline 40-piece jaw in game seven. Now, Terrence Mann, my respect to you, because I that, that was a hell of a game that you played. But you ain't like that. You nice, but you ain't like that. Paul George, how many times are we going to talk on this podcast about Paul George? 
every time he has more than 15 points, y'all acting like this man had a good game. Y'all dick sucking. And this man shooting 34% from the floor. We, we're not talking like Ka- Kawhi is dropping 27 on 50% shooting. No, we're talking about Paul George dropping 27 points on 34% shooting, bro. This man scored 27 on 26 shots. And you want to sit here and tell me that Paul George is actually good? Y'all want to tell me that the Clippers are going to ride Paul George until the NBA Finals? First of all, if you think they're beating Phoenix, um, I don't know what's wrong with you. I, I don't know what the drug is, but I need you to get off of it. Um, Reggie Jackson... He's been hooping, but I've been trying to tell y'all that Reggie Jackson's not really like this. Um, just, just wait. Just, just wait until next season. Y'all going to see the real Reggie Jackson. Um, I don't know where the hell Nick Batum came from because uh, this motherfucker was averaging five points in Charlotte last year. And now all of a sudden he's making clutch shots and he's trying to dunk on everybody. I didn't even know Nick Batum had ups. I don't understand. Patrick Beverly. No comment, bro. First of all, actually, you know what? I am going to comment. What you did to my boy Devin Booker, you roach fucking rock water looking ass. Go to hell. Go to hell. Okay? Go to hell. Devin Booker broke his nose in three places because Patrick Beverly headbutted this man. Why is Patrick Beverly under an NBA contract? He needs to be with the Shanghai Sharks, with Kyle Kuzma and another guy that we're talking about a little later. But, Jesus. Damon, um, what do you think about the Clippers throughout their playoff run? Um, So, for Nick Batum, Nick Batum has been a really good role player all season. Um, So, so him kind of showing up doesn't really surprise me. Um, (laughs) But, like, <laughs> it's just so weird watching the Clippers, honestly. Pat Beverly, like, like, he's intense, but, like, he's not really a great defender. Now, let me say that the him, Devin, the, like, him with the broken nose or whatever, like, he didn't even intentionally do that. Um... But I mean, Paul George, he <laughs> he missed two free throws that ended up being the reason that DeAndre Ayton put that man's on the poster and won the game. That should he should that should have been easy money, Paul George. That's it. But man, I I It's just a the team is so weird. They're like right up there under. I hate them almost just as much as I hate the Sixers. Um, so I, you know, I hope Suns just push through and we ain't got to even talk about them anymore for the near future. Man, no, I'm gonna talk about them. Best believe that, but. Jalen, I want I want to I want to hear your thoughts about the Los Angeles Clippers throughout the playoffs, specifically 
how Patrick Beverly, Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, and Paulette have been playing. Hey, bro. I was rooting for them boys when they was playing Utah. I'm not even going to hold you up. Uh, Utah as a state makes me sick. So I, I was not rooting for Utah. So, I mean, I was cool with them balling, you know, in that series or whatever. But, you know, this this one right here, this series, I, I don't really care about. Reggie is the only one I don't really have beef with. Him and Terrence, man, I'm, I'm cool with them balling out. Pat Bev is a bitch. I, I full yeah, I'm I'm loaded. It's, it's been two weeks. I'm I'm pissed. Two Pat Bev is a bitch. Uh Paul George, I don't really have much to say. You if you seen if you seen my reaction when he missed them two free throws on Twitter, you know how much I hate him. So like I lost my voice that day when he missed those free throws. I, oh God, that was so great. But I mean Paul George is doing his thing some games, but I I don't like that motherfucker, bro. Like, I don't, I don't pray on downfalls, but he he's damn near close. Like, I, when he fails, I get so happy, dude. He, he's such a he's such a oh my he's such a failure, bro. Like, hi, you, you can't you can't hit free throws, but you're shooting up other things that shouldn't be shot up. You know, I just eh, you know got the stripper pregnant, but you can't I'm hit two dead. free throws. You know, per- priorities, man. He don't have none clearly. Oh, I can't stand his ass. Let me find you in L.A. one day. I'll be Joe ass and your daddy. Keep going, though. Yo, I don't care. Sons and five. Talk, bro. I don't talk, like that man. man <laughs> I, I don't like that guy. All, You're not that man. guy, pal. I, I, I originally said... <laughs> Bro, because I I originally said Suns and Five, bro. So I'm I'm okay with them losing one game, but uh that was it. Sorry. Um but John, what what did you think about the Jay Crowder to DeAndre Aiden pass to win the game in game one? Not game one, game two. First of all, I have to say shout out to uh, Monty Williams on that play. That really showed why you won Coach of the Year. I, I thought Coach uh, Timothy from the New York Knicks uh, deserved it, but you showed me why I was wrong. So shout out to you. I applaud you for the critical thinking and applying that critical thinking into reality. So great job. Congratulations. You proved me wrong. Wow. And um, that play was very executed well. First, you got you got Cam Johnson on the slot, and then you got Devin Booker in the paint. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, top of the key, and then you got uh, I think it was uh, Michael Bridges on the the corner on the opposite side of the ball, and then you have Jay Crowder baseline. DeAndre Ayton came to the slot, set the pick for Cam Johnson, so he could go to the top of the key. So Jay Crowder could look at, look at the top of the key, pass it to, uh, what's his name, Cam Johnson, he catch and shoot. And then, right out there, DeAndre Ayton sets the pick, the, uh, off, no, the off-ball screen pick. Uh, Devin Booker comes up from the paint, sets the pick for DeAndre Ayton to come around for the lob, and then Jay Crowder 
passed it up for the lob. DeAndre Ayton ducked it. And also a uh, good awareness by uh, Jay Crowder by actually having patience. I understand it's the bicycle rope, but actually having patience, but for all for the play to uh, come to fruition and for actually uh actually acknowledging to um on the baseline to actually back up, get some space between him and Demarcus Cousins, because Demarcus Cousins is a big guy, he's seven feet tall. So he backed up instead of just being right on the baseline near uh, the inbounds on the court, he backed up, got some space so he could have space to throw the pass up. So shout out to Jay Crowder for that. And um, the what I have to say for the Clippers, their the defensive collapse. Demarcus Cousins, he should have uh, he should have uh, shielded or uh, try to defend the inbounds pass at an angle with his back. Uh, turned towards the basket, so Jay Crowder couldn't get the pass off, couldn't get the uh, alley-oop ball, so he had to force it out to Devin Booker right after he set the pick on DeAndre Ayton so Devin Booker could come out on the slot and then have a catch and shoot. So that's what DeMarcus Cousins did. He should have turned his back towards the basket, so he had to force, so Jay Crowder could force the ball out. And um, for the screen, it was uh, Nicholas Batum and uh, Zubak. I think Zubak should have started off with um, Devin Booker first and then Nick Batum on DeAndre Ayton. And then once Devin Booker uh, set the screen for DeAndre Ayton, uh, Batum and Zubak should have switched. So now Zubak is now on Ayton and he can recognize the pick and then they can, they can uh, contend, ah, defend against the pass and actually tip it away, and then the game ends. So, that's what should have happened. I'm, I'm, oh, my fault. Oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad it didn't, man. Um, I hate those Los Angeles Clippers, Phoenix in five, Hawks in six, hopefully. I don't think it's going to happen, but Hawks in six. But now that we're back on the Eastern Conference, let's move on to our final NBA topic of the day. And, Damon, I'm going to ask you first. Uh, this has been a burning question around the league since the Hawks beat the 76ers. Um, what is the future of Ben Simmons' NBA career? Um, I think he will potentially be traded this offseason. Honestly, I think because I know I was told he's already he's seen a sports psychologist, I believe. I think he just needs to really take more time to develop his shooting or just his game in general. Um, I don't think his fit is really the 76ers anymore. I didn't think this was really his fit to begin with. Because um, I know, like, Joel and B can stretch the floor fairly well. But I was like, as long as Ben Simmons can't shoot, um, like, they both can't be down low. And it just wasn't going to work. In which time and time again, it showed. Because every year in the playoffs that they've been together, they it, they get bounced every time. <laughs> um I don't know where exactly he would fit right now. 
to be honest. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not exactly sure what to do with him at this point. But if the Sixers do trade him, I think they could get a decent amount out of it. Um, Jalen, what do you what do you think about Ben Simmons? Oh man, um, Jesus Christ! Uh, ben Simmons, uh, he's not bad. No, he's fucking trash. I let me stop retracting on my statements, man, because I was on a rant on Twitter. I wasn't like pissed off at him. I was more so mad at like how. He just lost his confidence because Ben Simmons used to be able to shoot, you know, 15-footers back in the day, you know, when he first came out to the league or whatever. So it's a confidence thing. You know, if you ever play sports or whatever, you understand, like, once you lose confidence in one area, like, it's completely over with. I don't care what level you're playing at. So I think he needs to, you know, go work out, but he needs to go work out with a new team. Because Joel Embiid is getting held hostage because Ben Simmons can't shoot the damn ball. And it showed against the Hawks when Ben Simmons was posting up uh, Danilo Gallinari. And he got, he made a spin move and got past him, and he didn't dunk the ball. How are you 6'10 and not dunking the ball? Like how Anybody who can jump is dunking that. I'm dunking that. Like, well, what are you passing the ball for? It's just Doc Rivers can't can't coach. I, I said that, too, on Twitter. I don't think he can coach. You know, he blamed – God forbid, knock on wood. He blamed Paul George over there in L.A. and They're winning somehow. So, it's just – Doc Rivers had him out there looking crazy. He didn't take him out when he was supposed to. You know, you can't – if Ben Simmons can't score, he shouldn't be in the game. You get what I'm saying? Like, when Shaq was playing back in the day, he couldn't shoot free throws. They took him out of the game. Like, it's okay to put take him out, but until he knows how to shoot, he's going to be trash. Like, Giannis, I say he's trash, but he's obviously not. He like he likes to shoot. He doesn't care if he airballs. He'll airball five times in a row and still come back and shoot. One Ben Simmons airball is literally a death note. He's mute. Crickets. Like... I'm Vince Simmons. He he's wasting his he's wasting time, bro. He's young, but he's low key wasting time, and he needs to be traded next year. I don't know who will want him, but he needs to go. Man, I I know I joke around and I say Ben Simmons to the Shanghai Sharks, but I don't know what I don't I don't know who broke his confidence. I I don't know because like like Jalen said, like if y'all saw Ben Simmons summer league highlights. He was taking them mid-range jumpers, and he was hitting them with confidence. So I don't know what's happened over the past couple of years, but Ben Simmons got to go. Like, he he's not going to Shanghai, but he needs to get traded because Joel Embiid, man, I feel so bad for Joel Embiid because that man has been giving his everything to Philly. Like, he was number two in the MVP race. Like in MVP voting, bro. He came in second place. That man gave his heart and soul this season. Like that man was doing things that many people his size should not be doing and cannot do. 
And when the guy who has the ball the majority of the game doesn't take any shots in the fourth quarter through four games, that's an issue. Like, Giannis, Giannis cannot shoot threes, but he still takes them. Tony Allen was not known for his offense, but he takes shots. Even Ben Wallace has taken threes throughout his career in the playoffs. Shaq, he couldn't shoot free throws, so they took him out the game. Doc River, like Jalen said, Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers has had y'all fooled since 2008. He has really had y'all fooled since 2008. And it's time for y'all to wake up. Okay, yeah, we made the jokes like maybe, oh, maybe well, Doc Rivers isn't the problem. No, Doc Rivers was the problem in, in LA too. He was just part of it. He wasn't the only issue. He was part of it. But just because, oh, well, Philly was the number one unseed in, in the East. Oh, well, maybe the Clippers were wrong. And I'm like, no, that's the regular season. That that it matters, but it don't matter that much. If you can't win in the playoffs, you're not a good coach. So I need y'all to wake up. Now, as far as what to do with Ben Simmons, I don't know where you I don't really see where you could be a good fit right now. Um I've seen people on Twitter saying to trade Ben Simmons for the number one pick, and I swear to God, Troy. Well, first of all, Troy Weaver ain't that stupid to do that. But to those of you who have actually said this on the internet, actually, you know what? I'm not even gonna say that because that that's that's we uncensored, but that's too extreme. Just just go to hell. That's that's the nice way. That's my nicest way of putting it. Please respectfully go to hell. Um, I don't know where he could fit, but honestly. Wherever he goes, I just don't really agree with him really being that straight up point forward anymore. Because Ben Sim, Ben Sim, there is no denying Ben Simmons is a great point guard. Like he gets his teammates involved. He's a great defender, great rebounder. But you can't have a guy who is scared to shoot, can't shoot, and won't shoot, having the ball the majority of the game. You. You can have him, like, you know, make plays, but if the ball is going to be in his hands the majority of the game, he has to shoot. So if he's going to physical training and going to somebody to get his confidence up, fair play to him. I I hope it all works out. But if he's not going to shoot, he should not be playing that point anymore. Because, hell, Rondo could not shoot to save his life, but that was back in the day. Rondo shoots threes now. He's shooting three-pointers and making them. So it's, it's a different game now. So Ben Simmons, um, I don't want to call you a bum, but you are kind of ass. Like, I know it's part of your confidence, but you still ass. So I need you to get it together. Um, your time in Philly is over with. I don't know where you're going to go, but um, I hope you flourish, whatever team you're with, just not Detroit, because we will not welcome you here. But that's how I feel about Ben Simmons. John, what do you think? Where do you think Philly should send him? Where do I think Philadelphia 76ers should send Ben Simmons? I really don't know. I really don't know. If they decide to keep him, they better have a great shooting plan for him. 
a great plan on how to improve his his shooting, his form, everything. Because te- teaching someone, especially a grown man, how to shoot a ball, that's going to be a very hard task. That's like teaching a baby how to play basketball, and it won't be easy. It has to come over time. So, and to do it with with another short off season too, that's going to be very hard. And the 76ers, they have to work Ben Simmons out every day, every day. Like you need to come to the practice facility and do these jump shots <laughs> every day. Shoot like five thousand jump shots a day. Um, if they were to trade him, if they were, he would have to be shoot. He would have to be with um. Sacramento? I feel like they would, and they would probably, you think they would switch out um, uh, send Bagley back or do you box? think he would keep him? That's nasty, dude. No, 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 no. No. Bro, if Sacramento actually made that trade, oh, nah, man. Hell no. I think they'll keep Bagley. I mean, honestly, they could trade Bagley because Bagley ain't that good. But nah, man, the Aaron Fox would been sent. Oh no! But did no, Aaron Fox got the contract extension? Yeah, like bro, like that. I I don't. I already hate. Like I don't even like Sacramento. But like, come on now, that that that's just team suicide, bro. Nah. Like De'Aaron Fox, at least no, like nobody's watching Sacramento King games because they're just not a good team. Like some of y'all are gonna be like, "Oh, well, what about the pit?" Don't shut the fuck up. Don't start that bullshit with me, bro. Okay, I told y'all time and time again the Pistons were tanking, and even as a tanking team, them boys was hooping. So don't start that bullshit with me. The Kings just suck. That's just the fact of the matter. If they trade. The one player who makes any of their games watchable, because listen, Buddy Hill, he's decent, but ain't nobody watching for Buddy Hill, and they for damn sure ain't watching for no Harrison Barnes. If y'all trade the one player who actually makes the Sacramento Kings watchable for a dude who literally does not shoot the ball, they're sending Sacramento to Seattle. They, they, they have to sell the team. There, there's no, no. Nah, I, I could not see that. I couldn't see it. But if that is all, that's going to do it for our NBA portion. And now let's move on to worst takes. The part of the show where we react to your basketball and wrestling hot takes live. I have, a I literally only got two wrestling takes. So the first take I have it says it's not mine, but it's my friend's take. Overselling is a disgrace to wrestling. I agree. Mm. It depends. It, it it depends for me, honestly. Like, cause cause sometimes overselling can be funny. Like Dolph Ziggler, 
that man has legitimately made my day, bro. Like, this man be acting like he got put down with a shotgun, bro. That should be killing me. I'm trying to think of, like, somebody who oversells that I don't like. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of half and half on it. Mm, I don't know. I agree. I mean, overselling, like, sometimes it's just unnecessary. We really don't need that in wrestling. Just sell normally, and you'll be fine. If you just oversell, then the attention is turning on you, and everybody now is, like, pissed off because you're just overselling. You look you look foolish. And it, think, it makes me think of the Hulk Hogan – Shawn Michaels match at WrestleMania. I forgot what year it was, but Shawn Michaels was just overselling because it didn't go out his way. Like, bro, like, I'm like, when you have a legend versus icon, and you you know the icon is going to win against the legend, so you either have to accept it or refuse to do the match. You not only accepted to do the match, but you're going to try to prove a point to Vince McMahon by overselling and looking stupid to the point where people are literally still making memes of it to this day. That's why I agree with that hot take. No cap. that That's kind of different, though, because, like, when you're looking at the context of it, for one, that wasn't gonna be that was not gonna be a good match regardless. I mean, Shawn Michaels, I mean, he can carry, but like we're talking about fucking Hulk Hogan. Like he was the worst fucking wrestler of all time, overrated ass motherfucker. He and he was old, and this was around the time we found out he was racist. So I mean, I I I was happy that Shawn Michaels did it. I mean, it wasn't gonna be a good match anyway, but I mean, at least Shawn made it entertaining. So, it's like I kind of agree. Like, like when I say I agree, it's more like I don't, I don't want to say like, oh, look at AEW, but I mean, look at AEW, bro. Like the way they be doing these Canadian destroyers, bro, and they pop up, land on their feet, and then go back down. That'd be bugging me, bro. Like it, that really bothers me. Like if I get dropped on my head, that's it. I'm not going to pop up on my head, take two steps forward, and then fall. Like, that's just, that just don't make sense to me at all. But it can be entertaining if done correctly. I'll say it. I'll put it that way. But, uh, Damien, you, you got any takes? Um, I'm trying to think of some myself because I'm beyond, I've completely forgot to put on my sword. <laughs> Wait, uh, Jalen, you got one in the meantime? Are you talking about this wrestling, like, in general? Just in general. Oh, I actually did tune in on Friday Night Smackdown, eh, uh, a while ago. I said, I have no idea what's going on on that show. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, dude, I, I, don't, I only watch Duh. wrestling when y'all talk about it. I kid you not. I, when, when was when did Edge come back? I seen that he was here a couple weeks ago. Uh, last week that was last night. Yeah, last, okay, week. okay. So I was that wasn't uh, two weeks ago. I watched that. I actually watched that live. Yeah, when he came out there and was you know looking like he just got done storing a line of coke. 
in freaking um, you know, Spirit Roman and then the the Uso. Yeah. I don't know which Uso came out. They all they they do the same shit. They always I don't know. Yeah, Edge needs to say that beard, bro. It's giving me real, you know, white boy Rick vibes. He needs to say the beard. Um, that was cool though. You know, for the one time that I watched it, he came back. Um, I don't, I don't watch that stuff, man. <laughs> like, I just, I can't get into it. It's like I legit don't yeah. know any. I don't know anybody that wrestles anymore, like unless they're like old. Oh, you yeah, know, so. they they just released Momo fucking so, but I'm I'm not even going. I'm, I'm not, bro. Um, fucking um, <laughs> I don't even know, bro. Like they released bro. a lot of um, pretty much like the whole whatever was left of the 205 live roster is gone. Does Plus, that show still come on, bro? Man? Nobody was watching nah. that. Before. So from what it seems like, based off of um NXT as of late. Seems like they're kind of just rebuilding the uh, cruiserweight division just into NXT because they've been putting in a lot of smaller guys in there that can actually like not that the other dudes can't wrestle, but that it's actually exciting to watch. Like right now, they got Kushida with the championship, so I know that's going to create a lot of good matches. So it seems like they're just going to have it in the NXT instead of trying to have two. And then plus they released Fandango and Tyler Breeze too. Wait, they released Fandango? Yeah, they Son did. of a bitch. See, cause like I don't like bro, I'm not even like I do not watch NXT. So like when I, I think of Fandango, I'm always thinking about that shit he did in like 2014 with Chris Jericho. I don't know if he was still doing that or not, but bro, like Doug, it is so hilarious. It is still so funny to me that he beat Chris Jericho that night <laughs> at WrestleMania. Like, bro, at fucking WrestleMania, dog. That that I'll never understand that. <laughs> but uh wait, wait, are we still doing that one uh topic that you had in there? Which one? At the uh like at the end of the uh, list, I'm about to emphasize it. Oh yeah, oh we could use that as a hot take. For we, we could do that. Yeah, so we we basically only got two hot takes this week, but this all good. Um, this one, I I think Damon posed it as a question, but it says, "Is John Cena's WWE last megastar?" Uh, I think so. To be honest with you, because I just don't see Roman Reigns being a megastar. I, I just don't see it. And then who else would even take that spot? Like, because they like wrestling has changed so much to the point where it's like they don't even try to build megastars like that no more. It's either they find like somebody gets all the way over and then WWE bury them, or they force feed somebody down their throats so I'm, I'm gonna have to agree with that take uh, I'm gonna have to disagree with that take um, I think Roman is the next big superstar uh, I know y'all, y'all definitely gonna disagree but I think Roman is the next big superstar 
uh, if um, what you call it? If Roman had an acting gig on the Hobbs and Shaw movie, then I think he can get more acting gigs on any movie. Um, probably a Fast and Furious fifteen, but yeah. not fifteen. <laughs> Yo, look, bro. I like Roman, but I'm not even gonna say that, bro. Matter of fact, I'm 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 gonna let Jalen respond to that, bro. I don't, I don't know about Roman being no megastar, bro. I don't know. I like in comparison to like Cena. Yeah. Uh, well, that's my favorite wrestler ever, so I'm gonna, I'm biased to whatever John Cena does. Go see Fast Nine. Anyway, I just don't think Roman. He's not. You know, this is a perfect example. Roman Reigns gives me is is the same as Giannis, bro. Hear hear me out. Hear hear me out. Giannis is like a MVP. You know, Roman has a championship. Roman can't be beat. They can't stop Giannis, right? But nobody likes him. If you can't get over with the fans, whether you're a heel or like a face, it's never gonna work. Like Giannis isn't. He doesn't like talk too much. You know, he doesn't talk a lot of shit. Except that one time when he hit, did the crown celebration to LeBron, you see how that went. Um, he's just not likable. Like Roman Reigns is cool. They would have to like you know the championship runs. You know by the time he's done, but he's doing all this in the pandemic. Like it, it's no, and he can't, and it's not his fault that we had a pandemic. But like it's just like no pressure, and with the people they put him against, it's just like all right. Like, ever since that Mania match, I stopped watching. I said I was going to stop watching. I, sh- I sure did. I haven't watched no since. I'm not like, he's just, I just don't think he's he can do it. If anything, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're done with that. Because, like, he doesn't even have, like, fan appeal. <laughs> like, nobody, if, if until he gets liked, he's screwed. And he's old. So, well, older now. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think until he gets over with the fans, which will never happen unless he, you know, gets released, then it's not going to work. Maybe that's a reach, but uh, maybe that's a reach, but I just don't think he's he's never going to get over with the fans ever. Bro, because bro, that low-key just reminded me of something I heard, bro. I think I might have sent it in our group chat. I don't, I don't remember, but – Apparently, like you know, a lot of people like Roman as a hit. Like I'm, I'm one of them people that does. And apparently, the plan is post pandemic they gonna turn his ass face again. And I swear to God, if y'all do this, bruh, I will start watching NWA. I will, I will watch fucking. I don't, bruh. I don't, I don't know what other company I watch, bro. But if y'all turn Roman back face after we begged y'all to get this man off our TV while he was a face, bro, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to lose it, bro. Because WWE, like, they already falling off. Like, they're falling off a cliff. And the one thing that's even remotely good about the company, bro, y'all about to revert back to the shit that made it un- completely unwatchable. I... <laughs> Just don't, please, WWE. Please do not turn face again, bro. Please, for the love of God, please do not turn this man face again. 
I, I don't know what I'm gonna do, bro. Okay, see, because I'm, I, I'm a. So I know Jarrell. You said he wasn't likable, but I think here's what the key, the key point is in that. We as our age group or maybe older may not like him, but the main audience is the PG area, and kids love him as much as we want to believe it or not. In the same way that. And there's times when us as fans of our age group did not like John Cena because we're like, he buries everybody. Nobody gets to go over John Cena. But what did he do? The kids went over with him. And he was always doing all the mega-wish stuff. He, you know, he was doing all the, um, he was always at all the events, maybe throwing out pitches, which Roman does now. Obviously not in the pandemic, but he does the same thing is he he hasn't been in the uh, in the spotlight as long as John Cena has been at that point. But over the next probably eight, nine years, he could easily reach that point, especially if they turn him back face. Not and I, I as we as fans, we wouldn't, you know, we're like, oh, you know, keep him healed. But I, you know, the kids just like him. So and that's and that could easily, whether we like it or not, turn him into the next mega star. I think. Hey, bro. Hey, you know, I take it back. If you a kid and your last night wishes to see on the reins, I'm sorry. That better <laughs> not better not be your last wish. Oh man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> you 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 better that better not be your last wish. <laughs> I will, I will rebuke that wish and send you Rey Mysterio or some shit. Or send you, I'll send you Dominic before I send you Roman. The hell make a wish of Roman Reigns, god damn it. I wish, I wish my son would ask for that guy. He said, I swear to God, if your last wish was to send him a ring. <laughs> oh my God. That is like hey. one of the worst wishes ever. Like, you cannot. Hey, mom, I want to see. Him. I want to see Roman. Like anybody, you could give me Booker Ooh. T. Hey, anybody. But Roman, hey, how you doing, kid? I'm dying, obviously. Like jackass. Like, what do you mean? Oh my god. <laughs> I did not think I was going to hear that today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, bro. I keep needed that laugh, bro, because I'm really about to get pissed off in this next topic, bro. Because, well, that will bring us to the end of our unofficial segment of Voice Takes. And now moving on to our first wrestling topic. Um, Jalen, I just want to say you're a lucky man, bro. Because I, I I only, first of all, I don't even tune into this fucking show. I see this shit on Twitter, and then I come here to talk about it on the podcast. Monday Night Raw. I don't understand. What is so wrong with, I, who, bro, Bruce Pritchard, I don't, I don't know what the issue is, bro. But you, you just need to lose your job. The one issue I want to focus on 
is what they've done to Naomi, bro. This wonderful black woman, great wrestler. She, I, her gimmick, I don't, I don't really like the whole feel the gold thing. It just feels a little too much lights for me. But you know that that just might be me, man. But she's great in the ring. And do you know how many times hashtag Naomi deserves better goes trending on Twitter because this company does something stupid? <sighs> you bring back Eva Marie. That was the first mistake. And then you put her in a debut match against Naomi. Now, they did bring back, bring um Piper Niven, you know, from NXT UK. I didn't really know who she was, but I looked her up. She can go. You change her fucking name to Dewdrop, whatever the fuck that means. And you have her beat Naomi in less than two minutes. A former women's champion at that. Who won... A WrestleMania Battle Royal. Um, I'm I am pull I am calling the racism card. Okay, I don't I don't understand. Like, bruh, how is SmackDown doing black women better than Raw? I don't understand. Maybe it's because it's called the USA Network, and this country is full of racist bitches. Maybe that's the issue. I don't know, but. How do you do Naomi this dirty? I don't I don't understand. Drew McIntyre. We're we're done. We're tired. We're we're we are tired. Okay. You know, even like even when people were saying, like, oh well, John Cena's beating everybody. At least he was in the fucking mid-card, bruh. Like at John Cena, he wasn't always look trying to get the WWE championship, bro. Like they had him. In mid-card stories, bro. They had him going up against Ness X's, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, all them cats. Why has True McIntyre been going after Bobby Lashley since the beginning of time, bro? He lost that, what was the hell in a cell? And they said, okay, as long as Bobby Lashley is champion, Drew McIntyre can never get another shot at the WWE Championship. And we all said, thank God. And what does WWE do the next night? They put him in a Money in the Bank qualifying match against Feet Boy, and Feet Boy wins. So we're thinking, okay, that's officially it. But then, no. They say, you know what? Next Monday, we're going to have a last chance qualifying match, and Drew McIntyre is going to be in it. If Drew McIntyre wins this fucking match, I don't care if he even goes after Roman. I don't give a fuck. If you want Drew to be win a championship so bad, let him be the United States champion. Who is the U.S. champion? Oh, well, Sheamus. Bruh, I will he take the not, He has literally not defended the one time since he's won it. Ain't he injured, though? Not for real. So, okay, WWE. Okay, okay. So this is what we're doing. We're So now we're having a fake injury storyline. Okay, okay. Um, Bruce Pritchard, you need to be fired. Um, if you enjoy watching Monday Night Raw, um, I don't even know what to tell you, bro. I I don't. Um, I you know I can't even say more power to you because there's no way you can actually enjoy this garbage, bro. Like I don't I don't understand who who actually enjoys this show. Like how is Smack like SmackDown? It's so confusing, but it's 10 times better than whatever bullshit they're doing on, on Mondays, bro. Like, 
I like I got I got my tickets to the WWE live thing in August, and I swear to God, if I see anything that re- even remotely resembles Vince Rosso or Bruce Pritchard booking, I'm grabbing my sister, I'm grabbing my cousins, and we're fucking leaving the show. I don't care if it's a live event, bro. I spent a good, good ass four hundred dollars, so this shit better be good, bro. Yeah, in total, but it's it's for four people though, so that's not that bad. But Damon, what what do you think about Monday Night Raw? Because I I know you was I know you were specific like I know you've been watching the episode the past couple weeks. Not the past couple of weeks. I watched that. So that when I was uh, when I watched it, was that last, was that this past Monday or was that last week? Sure, I think I that think was this. Was. I think it was. I feel like it was this week. But that was the first time I had actually like watched it. Just excuse me, just about all the way through in months, and um, I uh, no words. Because just about every single match ended in a roll-up distraction. Randy Orton got a water gun sprayed in his face, um, which ended up getting making him lose. Ricochet rolls him up. I love Ricochet, but I'm like, bro, can somebody just get a clean victory? And then I I get it that she created it and um, pitched her character herself but Nikki Cross as this superhero is just (laughs) I don't even I don't even know what to say Charlotte gets a rematch for the 800th time wait wait, wait, wait. hold on hold on Nikki Cross pitched the idea herself yeah she 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 got her ass released for that bro yeah she pitched it oh no bro that's on Chelsea that's some Chelsea Green levels of stupid shit bro they should have released her ass I'm sorry I like Nikki Cross herself No. Yeah. All her. Um, but yeah, Charlotte, I just, I'm so tired of Charlotte, dog. I'm so tired of her just getting rematch after rematch. She's literally, it's been her versus Rhea Ripley since WrestleMania. It's three straight for the, every freaking pay per view. I don't even know what to do anymore. Half the roster isn't even there anymore for the women. I don't even know who's left. Exactly. They made Asuka, Naomi, a joke. I don't even know who the other who's even left. Uh, Lana, no, Lana's <laughs> Natalia, and why do they even have the tag teams anymore? At this point, the women's division is in shambles like it has been for years so i don't even know what to say anymore to be honest if aj styles doesn't win the the last chance thing get in there lose that tag team championship with almost to i'd rather see the raiders have it if aj styles gets back in the heavyweight or the championship division that's the only way we balance can be restored John, what do you think about this show? I'm not even going to refer to it by name anymore. What I think about Monday Night Raw, that show needs saving. It needs help. It needs 
Jesus. It needs everything. It, it, it oh, I, I'm just seeing like, 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 um, tweets, like live tweets about the show. And it, it, it just looks awful. Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley have been fighting against each other for a whole year. Retired. Charlotte Flair comes back and is already in the title opportunity like, like she's never been away. They just gave it to her. She, she, she should have... You know, I wouldn't mind if Charlotte Flair was had a tag team partner and they dominated the tag division. I wouldn't mind that. But just give her a Raw Women's Championship shot right when she comes back is like, what in the world? And the only thing that's really saving the show is RK-Bro and the New Day potential split up with MVP. Those are the things that are saving Raw right now. And Raw needs a lot of help. And if they don't get help, I won't be surprised if they get canceled by USA Network. If they do, then it was a long time coming. If Raw actually gets canceled, bro, that's the end of the company right there. I don't care how good SmackDown is. If they cancel Raw... Vince McMahon's going out of business. I'm going to fucking laugh at him. But let, I'm going to move on to a, a topic that I actually do want to talk about. And Jalen, I'm, I'm going to let you start this one off first. Your top three TNA theme songs of all time. Uh, Christian, AJ Styles, and, uh, and Perk. That was too easy, bro. That, that that was way too easy. You know what? I'll make it harder. I'll I'll use Jeff Hardy's theme. Um the the heel Jeff Hardy and I'll take out damn. Damn. <laughs> hey, never mind. He's number four. I ain't taking nobody on my list. My list stays. And in, in that exact order too. Wait, wait, which order was it again? It, it was Christian was third, AJ Styles was number two, and uh Kurt Angle was number uh nah Kurt Angle. Damn, I, I need, Jeff Hardy may be my favorite. I'm not gonna lie. But those other three are like dead smack under. Yeah. So yeah, let's I'll go with Jeff Hardy number one. That's crazy because like before you even mentioned Jeff Hardy, like that was straight up my top three in order. Like Christian at three, AJ at two and Perking like number one, bro. Like yeah, that that's like my like, and Jeff Hardy's like a like a dark horse because like I, yeah. I love when he, turned, when he turned uh when he turned heel, whatever the heck it was when he was dressing like you know the the McDonald's purple thing or whatever. That that was when he was on top of the line. I don't know what yeah. he was just wearing a lot of purple when he was a heel, and I loved it like the Joker or something. It was so sweet, bro. Yeah, bro, like. TNA's music in like 06, like 2006, like 2009, 2010, bro. That's better than WWE music right now. Like straight up. And like I don't I don't know like the the new group that they got doing the theme songs now for them and then the other group, man, when they just kept doing like they had a good song, 
but they did a fucking five minute loop of the shit and called it a song. Like, bro, TNA, like they they used to actually make songs, bro. Like they them songs go crazy. Like the fact that I'll actually listen to them, like just just to listen to them, like that that one guy that um we we have mentioned on here several times who despite being a piece of shit human being has had great music um separate the the music from the wrestler um but like TNA you if you tell somebody you be listening to TNA music bro niggas they going to look at you funny for that but they used to have some bangers for real but John what's your top 3 my top 3 I would have to say Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe? I low-key forgot about that. His theme song in TNA, it goes hard. I wish it was in WWE, but I like his WWE theme song right now. So, Samoa Joe, his goes hard. I like it. All right, and uh, Damon, you, you're, 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 uh, you're last. So, what's your top three? Uh, <clears throat> so my top three, at number three, I gotta say Abyss. Um, number two, Samoa Joe. Number one, Kurt Angle. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. That was crazy. Good part. Really had. May I give an honorable mention? Should go for My it. My honorable mention, Rob Van Dam. <laughs> nah, bro. Fuck, nah. That's the end of the episode. Um, thank you, got Nah, bro. I can't believe you just said that. This this TNA thing was good. No, that song was terrible. That's bro. That sounds like if a if a super fan. Just hopped in the studio, found the worst music they could find, and just said Rob Van Dam's na- his finishing moves. All that's literally what the song was. Like, bro, no, hey, I'm not no, gonna lie. no, no, hot ass take. That was, I'm scared. Of, I'm scared of you for that one, bro. Hey, hey man, I, uh, um, I. I, I have no words. I, I don't. Um, oh, 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 oh. Hey, 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 mention, I forgot. Hey, T3D's song in TNA was Heat. Hey, bro. That was, yep. Their song yep. was tough. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was, that was, that was yeah. They were saying that. Like, that shit was hard. That shit hard. <laughs> Did y'all hey, like the uh, Motor sure. City Machine Gun? I liked song? I thought they were so slow. I, I thought that was liked so cold. It. Literally, me too. That was that was, good, that was my boys, bro. Like, that was that was Dude, my, my favorite tag team, and it was actually bro. from here too. Yeah. Exactly, bro. Like, them them they they really were my favorite tag team, bro. Like, for a minute, I had them over Team Three D. I'm not even gonna hold you, bro. Like I know oh, they're gonna I'm be repeated about that, bro. The best I mean, team in TNA, low key, won either of those teams to me. 
my my favorite tag team in TNA was the uh, was the Rednecks. It was Beer Money. If oh, Beer Money. Beer Money. Oh, was, yeah. They are. Uh, they almost. Sure. They almost For came sure. in my top three. For sure. I love Beer them. Money. Was also For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that was no cap. That was my honorable. Bro, you know the other another good one, um, James Storm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think I of somebody. Rock with James when he went like uh, solo, I was really rocking with James Storm, dude. Mhm. Bro, okay. My my dark horse, like I know I gave my my honorable mention was um, beer money, but my dark horse, bro. My dark horse is Loki Gale Kim. That like. It was something about that song. I don't know the what show, it was. In, in, in the show. Was something about that song. In, in the show. Bro. <laughs> Man, I don't But that's going to do it for the wrestling side. Now moving on to the WNBA with our final topics. First, our favorite players to watch so far. And I'm going to give mine first. Obviously, you know I have some bias. I'm going to say Brianna Stewart. But also, Tina Charles, leading scorer in the league, man. Hey, hey, man, that, that girl's been going off. John Quill Jones, um, Damon, he got on me about not watching the Connecticut games. I, I caught some games, bro. John Quill Jones, she is nice, dog. That that girl is nice. Um. I didn't really expect, you know, like too much from Chicago. You know, I mean, Candace Parker, she's still a great player and all, but I didn't really expect too much. But for them to be the fourth seed, like Candace Parker, like she's still always going to be one of my favorite players. But for them to be that fourth seed, and she's one of the biggest reasons, of course, she's up there. And I'm trying to think of who my favorite rookie is right now. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I want to say Erin McDonald, but she hasn't really gotten too much playing time. But my bias is always going to be there for her. But though, though, those are my favorites. Um, Damon, who are your favorites to watch so far? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, kind of like you said, you know, obviously some of the major stars fun to watch. I think the main person that caught me by surprise um, – because it's my first season watching. I'd never really heard of her before. And now, although although this team as a whole is abysmal to watch, um, the Indiana Fever are one. If you say Kaiser. No, 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 say no, 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 no. Relax, my brother. Okay, relax, okay. I just relax. had to make sure. Um, Kelsey Mitchell, I think the one really bright spot about that team. Um, I think she – I think she's, she's – I can't remember how much she's scoring right now, but I'm, I wouldn't be – I think she she has to lead the team to score. She's been a dominant scorer. I've, I've been looked up before. She's been a leading top scorer the last probably a couple of years or so. But she can shoot. She gets to the basket really well for her size. And I'm, I'm literally so excited every time I see a fever game, even though I know they're going to lose probably by like 30 or so, like – I know she gonna ball, and then probably her, and then Duana Bonner. Duana Bonner is fun to watch. I know she's been kind of inefficient the last few games. Um, actually, probably last, probably last since John Quell's been out. I mean, she's been trying to make it happen, but 
those are probably my two favorites to watch right now. Right. Uh, John, who are your favorites to be, uh, watch so far? My favorites to watch so far is uh, Tina Charles, uh, Ben Nigel Laney of the New York Liberty. Those uh, are my two favorites right now. Uh, ben Nigel Laney, she can score. She won uh, most improved last year, and now she's averaging, I believe, 19 points per game with New York Liberty. Uh, really replacing Sabrina, Sabrina Ionescu, who has been frustrated lately, who has seven straight games scoring under 10 points. So Benajelani has impressed me a lot, and I should pay attention to her more as well. Tina Charles has been dominant this season. She, I understand the Mystics have a lot of, a lot of injuries to the point where they had to sign uh, Megan Gustafson from uh, Iowa. Uh, but... Tina Charles has been going off. She scored 34 points, 16 rebounds, had five assists against the defending defending champion, Seattle Storm, at their place. Not at home, but at Seattle. So the fact that she beat them, it's just just amazing. It's just amazing to see Tina Charles, who many people thought was was out of her prime. She's not good anymore, yada, yada. And the fact that Tina Charles is just proving everybody wrong, it's just very impressive to see. And I was very glad to, like, actually meet Tina Charles and speak to her and also see her game in person. And, Jalen, who who have been your uh, favorite WNBA players so far this season? Shit. Uh, Skyler, she's starting to figure herself out. I like watching her play. Um, honestly, it's really been her. I've been watching Tina Charles a lot, but that I I've always liked her since she was at uh UConn. So, uh, it's nothing. I'm not really. It's I'll say Skylar, her, um, T- Tia Cooper. I don't even yeah, know how she got, she dropped like 26 a couple days ago. <laughs> and you know, I'm not. You know, I she she she's fine. I'm getting twisted now, but. She ain't built like that yet, at least. So, yeah, I mean, I like watching her. I like watching Skylar, Tina. Uh, who else? Sabrina has been a little slump lately. I do keep up with her because she was like the Kobe. You know, she was a Kobe fan. I keep up with her a lot. Um, That's really it, though. If we if we being honest with, like, players, I did see the uh, – did you guys see oh, the that, uh, USA team? Nah, bro, that, that is the team from God himself. Ogunbowale. I, I, yeah, I think, um, Ogunbowale. Is that Ogunbowale? Is that her name? Yeah, I actually liked her, and I see she got snubbed, so whatever. <laughs> you know, that's that Derek Fisher bad mm-hmm. look, but... Matter of fact... You know, I, 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 that, that really pissed me off, but other than that, though, I've been watching, you know, I'm, I'm continuing who I've been watching. So, yeah, I mean, that if that big three keeps doing what they're doing, you know... In Phoenix, I'll be, I'll be matter, matter of fact, bro. I'm about to go through this team USA roster right quick for those of y'all that didn't hear, bro. The team USA women's roster is Ariel Atkins, Sue Bird, Tina Charles, Nafisa Collier, Scott Diggs, Sylvia Foles, Chelsea Gray, Brittany Griner, Jewel Lloyd, Brianna Stewart, Diana Tarasi, and Asia Wilson. Y'all might as well, other countries, bro. 
Y'all might as well just stay home. This this roster is disrespectful in the worst way. No nobody's coming close to beating this team. If you even manage to score on this team, I don't know how you're gonna do it. Cause there, there's no way. There, there is absolutely no way that this team doesn't average 120 in the Olympics, if not more. Like, bro, I, I don't know how much time each quarter is in the Olympics, but they're gonna score 120 a game. There's, there's no way that they don't. That y'all should be scared. They're absolutely terrified, bro. Like, I, ain't, I have never been the guy to straight up watch the Olympics. But this year, man, this this black takeover, especially with black women, bro, nah, mm-mm. I didn't, hey, I done told y'all, bro, we disrespect black women, and look what they about to do, bro. They about to go crazy in the Olympics, man. WNBA, it's it's about to go crazy, man. Like I know we don't really talk about you know track and field or um gymnastics, bro, but oh, it's over. This is the black takeover, bro. I'm sorry, black women about to go crazy. It's, it's raps. Don't even bother showing up to Tokyo if you are not part of Team USA. Like, I, I, it's over. It's over. Man, I'm black. I'm not going to Tokyo <laughs> anyway. Man. Man, I want to go yeah. anyway. They, they are really about to go crazy. But to move on to our last topic of the day, in regards to rosters, let's talk about our predictions for the WNBA All-Star Game. And my predictions pretty much consist of who all of my favorite players were thus far to watch. Breonna Stewart is definitely making it. John Quill Jones is definitely making it. I, I just... Now, if Diana Taurasi... Wait, did, has she come back She's going to be out for a while. Oh. No, she's going back today. She's coming. Uh, T-Lo, he might, he oh, might she, not yeah, oh, she the is. Olympics. Wait, for real? Oh, yeah, that's All-Star. All-Star. Oh, she on. She up there. Brittany Griner is up there. Jewel Lloyd is up there. Tina Charles, for sure. Like, Tina Charles, wait, do they, how do they do the teams? Like, is it um East versus West? Do they do captains now? Like the WNBA, like the NBA does. Uh, this year's different. This year's different. It's a WNBA All-Stars versus Team USA. Team wait, USA what? versus, yeah. Is uh, yeah. Oh, uh, wait. So, what? Yeah, whoever's not on Are you serious? USA. Hey, that's low key. Wait, is Skylar on that team? Yeah, Sky. Sky was on Team USA. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Team USA in yeah. one <laughs> in the first quarter, but that game's over in the first. There's no WNBA, bro. They took all the WNBA All Stars and put them on one team. Like that's that's it. Hey, you know what's crazy though? If they did that shit in the NBA, Team USA might lose. <laughs> Almost definitely. Team Wait, USA don't even got all the stars. Exactly, they, might, they might lose like, that shit. I, ain't gonna I love, I love Jeremy Grant, bro. But hey, <laughs> nah, man. If if they ran that shit in the NBA, <laughs> the NBA also to kick their <laughs> ass. Respectfully, hey, like, Team USA, they gonna dominate when they get down there because. They don't. They don't have other hoopers like that. But man, them boys would get cooked in the All Star game if they did. See, but that, there's man. a lot. There's a there's but, a decent amount of people that are not on Team USA that are still definitely All Star 
worthy because I mean not yeah. if we're not talking about Team USA specifically like that leaves off like um what's her name Liz Cambage can still play yeah, Liz Cambage is, Van- sure. is Vandersloot on uh, Team USA no her nah Sylvie oh Powell's yeah I forgot about her I forgot about her potential defensive player of the year but she, no she's on she's she on is. Team USA uh, yeah well never mind. <laughs> Well, I mean, Yo, NECA can uh, play now. I mean, but Najelani, possibly. It's, it's a possibility. Um, well, regardless, I'm taking Team USA. Because, bro, like that, bro, now that I found that out, bro, like I don't have none of my predictions anymore. So I can't even really like choose too many. That is so crazy. Damn. I was going to say, all, like, the big people that would be, like, bro, all-stars are now on Team US. That's my whole list, dog. That is so crazy. And shout out to Sylvia Files, too. Yeah, I think. Dog. Yeah, Sylvia Files. That, that is, that's, that sucks, bro, because. That was really my whole list, and now I just now I just found this out, man. But hey, bro, it's okay, dog. It's okay. But if that is all, that's gonna bring us to the conclusion of this episode of Hooplex. Thank you guys for listening. Keep tapping in. Keep sending in your hot takes, and we will see you guys next week.